What's up, everyone? Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green, and joining me to talk about an incredible round one is Dave Hine out in Germany. Dave, what did you think of the first week of the BCL? Um, I think it was a perfect start to uh, to what should be an exciting season. You know, loads of uh, exciting games, some great performances, and uh, really excited to to the next week and the rest of the season, but also looking forward to, to breaking down and, and hearing some of your opinions uh, about, uh, about some of these great games. So uh, just fantastic. Yeah, we got a great episode for you today. Uh, round one MVP noise. Cole is joining us on the show. Cole exploded in his BCL debut. He had 34 points, seven assists, five rebounds. Not only that, but he led Avellino to a double overtime win on the road at Nizhny Novgorod. So it's a huge performance by him, and we're, we're thrilled to have him on the show coming up in a few minutes. Um, overall, it was a great round one across the Basketball Champions League. Three games went to overtime. Fuenlabrada stunned Bomberg at the buzzer, and Banvit overcame a 24-point first-half deficit to beat Ludwigsburg by 13. Absolutely crazy game there in Turkey. And the defending champions, Ike Athens, they lost at home as Hapoel Jerusalem marched into Greece and upset the champs 79-75. to So on today's episode, we'll go in-depth on some of the best games from round one. We'll hear from the MVP, Norris Cole, and we'll take a look ahead at what promises to be an exciting round two. If you like the podcast, feel free to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and you can follow the Basketball Champions League on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at BasketballCL. Also, be sure to follow Dave at Hind News and myself at Los Crossovers on Twitter. Struggling to get the ball in bounds. Perry turns, fires, makes the three! Incredible shot from Kendrick Perry to send it to a second all right, Dave, there were a lot of amazing games this week, but let's start with Avellino at Nizhny. Avellino came into the game missing some key players. Uh, Senegalese big man Hamidi and Diaye was out. A couple of their Italian role players were gone. So that meant Norris Cole, Demetrius Nichols, Caleb Green. These guys all ended up playing over 40 minutes in a double overtime thriller, and Avellino ended up coming away with the win. Uh, Dave, what were some of your thoughts from that Nizhny-Avellino game? You know, there's not... Too many games where where I would say to somebody, you know, go back and watch the whole game. You know, that very rarely happens. Um, but you know, really, this whole game was 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 thrilling. You know, you, you go back and you see, you know, there's 24 lead changes, um, and you know, some some amazing shots, some you know, some 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 fantastic, uh, just a fantastic performances by a couple of you know really high level guys, and 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 just the fact that that. You know, you not just watch the highlights, and I'm, the highlights almost um, don't do this game justice. Uh, double overtime. Anytime you have, you know, double overtime, you know, you have all the drama and everything like that. It just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. I was, was, was I was watching this live, um, which always, you know, adds that much more excitement and drama. Um, but I think this is a game that you can actually just go back and watch and enjoy. On replay, even though you might know how how it ends up, uh, just because it was really just a, a fantastic game, and you know it was really early in in the in the in the uh, in the game day because it was in Russia, um, so I think it probably had a pretty good uh, number of people, you know, people who were excited about the Champions League and everything like that. So you know, really, and and at the same time, I think there was the the Antwerp game going o- overtime as well. So really, it was just a, a, a really thrilling way to to start uh, the Champions League. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Norris Cole was the headliner in that game. He ended up winning uh, week MVP, and we'll hear from him in a couple minutes. But elsewhere on this Avellino team, a lot of guys stepped up. Caleb Green had 19 points. Matt Costello had 12 rebounds, five blocks, including an absolutely massive uh, transition block. Like, just swatted the ball out of bounds, knocked the offensive player over. It was, it was a really incredible play. Kiefer Sykes, another uh, player for Avellino, he stepped up really big in the overtimes and finished with 14. And then on the other side, um, with Nizhny, it was all about Kendrick Perry for Nizhny, uh, exciting young point guard. He had 25 points, six assists, seven rebounds. He buried a clutch three at the buzzer to send the game into ov- double overtime. Um, and then, uh, Norris Cole and Avellino kind of just took over from there, were able to seal it. Uh, so let's hear what Norris Cole had to say about that game. Dave and I'll join you on the other side of the interview. Uh, to talk about the rest of Group A. Ten seconds more that Cole can run off the clock here. He dances with it. Crosses over. Cole off the glass. Surely that's going to seal the game. So on the show this week, we have Norris Cole from City Gas Evelino. Norris, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Norris, why don't we just start off with uh, you had a, th- a thrilling uh, game in the opening week of the Basketball Champions League uh, you were the round one MVP. Uh, maybe just talk about uh, how it uh, how it felt for you to have that kind of performance in your first game. Well, it felt good. Uh, getting the win was most important. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a tough game. It was a competitive game. So being able to get that win was was most important. And uh, being able to play well, be effective, um, kind of got into a zone early. So it felt good. You know, it felt good overall. You played uh, 46 minutes. Uh, you know the the team had a short rotation because of injuries. You know playing that that long of a game and uh, and then the long travel. Maybe just uh, talk about how you're feeling right now. Oh man, Whew. I was definitely tired. Uh, we had a long travel day to get there um, and then to get back home. Uh, we got back home yesterday, so uh, I definitely uh, was a little tired physically, but uh, health wise, I feel great. You know, I, I'm in I'm in good shape. Our team is in good shape with it being this early in the season. And I believe, uh, you know, playing a game like that early is good for us. You know, it helps us to, you know, get helps helps us to get to where we need to be um, conditioning wise. Because you know, early in the season, you know, you're fresh from preseason and you're trying to work your way into mid-season form. And I think uh, playing a game like that definitely fast tracks us to get get to that mid-season form quickly. Hey, Norris, Austin Green here. I was just wondering, what was your mindset before the game? Like, d- did you approach it like, all right, I'm going to go out here and get 30 tonight? Or does that just, like, kind of happen in the flow of the game? Um, it just happened. Um, I, try, I try to never premeditate, you know, what I'm going to do. I try to uh, play the game and fill out the game. And... I was taking what the defense gave me and being aggressive early. And um, obviously when, when, when long range shots fall early for me, that normally means that I'm probably going to have a successful game. And I, I made, you know, my first couple of uh, threes. And from there on, you know, it, it kind of changed the way they wanted to defend me and our team. And so that opened up a lot of other, opened up a lot, a lot of uh, other, um, angles for me to score and able to provide passes, you know, for my teammates. So, you know, I try to read the game and whatever the game dictates, that's what I'm going to do. So however a team is defending 
you know, most times in the first quarter, you know, I try to, you know, figure it out, you know, what, what teams are trying to do. And from there on, you know, I just, Cool. Yeah, you were going back and forth with Kendrick Perry from Nizhny. Uh, he hit some really big shots. What, what's it like to have kind of a duel like that going on where you and, uh, you know, another guy on the other team are both putting up buckets each time down the court? Uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, he he came up big, you know, in, uh, especially in that first overtime. That's, he kind of got it going at the end of the fourth, going into that overtime. It's, it's pretty fun. Um, you know, I enjoy the challenge. You know, I enjoy competition, and um, our team, we enjoy, you know, competition. So it was fun to to be able to compete with, the, you know, another guard. And he, he played in the Horizon League like I did in college. I played against him in college as well. So it was it was cool to kind of play against him again. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What, what did you think when he hit that shot to hit it to uh, send it to double overtime? I mean, it was a tough shot. Um Obviously, I didn't want him to make it. <laughs> I wish I, I wish he didn't make it, so so the game could be over. But um, I mean, he made a tough shot, and um, sometimes you just have to give credit where credit's due. He made a tough shot, and so we had to refocus, regroup, and um, get ready to play the overtime. I knew that we were in good shape, so even though we went overtime, I knew that we we had enough uh, gas left to continue playing at a high level. Yeah, and then up that you guys got the win, and also an important road victory in a competition like this. When you know this, this Evelino team is considered one of the teams that you know can really contend for the title. Uh, when you when you look at this team, what what do you think jumps out? Um, I think I think we have good talent in each position. I think that's what makes us have the potential to have a good season. We have. Uh, have good guard play at both guard spots. Um, we have um, Demetrius, you know, who's a who's a really good three man who can also play the four. You know, he's very mobile. He can guard you know positions one through five for us. Um, Caleb obviously is a, is a great shooter. He's a very experienced European. Uh, he's American, but he's very experienced playing the European game, and uh, with that knowledge, you know. And along with his shooting ability, you know. And then we have uh, Matt, Matt and Hamadi. They're they're two different dynamic bigs. Uh, Matt is a great short roller and um, can stretch and shoot the three. And then Hamadi is a force at the basket. You know, playing above the rim, blocking shots, giving us that post presence. So, you know. And then coming off the bench, we have you know we also have great talent. You know, Kiefer Sykes. You know he. He's second to none. Even though he comes off the bench, he he has starter talent, and so he 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 he's well rounded. He's a two way player. He's a, he's a good offensive player, and he's also a competitive defensive player as well. And then we have uh you know Rolo or Lolo and um Ariel, you know Ariel. He's an experienced you know Italian guard. Um, he he makes big shots. You know he has a competitive edge about him. Which makes which makes for our team, you know, makes us very very feisty and competitive. So I think all the spots, man, we covered at all the spots, and we have competitive players, two way players at each spot on the on the team. So I think that's why we have a chance to be to be really good. 
Yeah, yeah. You've you've been on a lot of championship teams, and obviously it's early. Uh, but do you th- do you think this team kind of has that championship DNA? You know, like that that physical, that mental toughness that you need to win a title. Well, you never know if you have that until you you know until you go through those moments throughout the season. So it's kind of early to say, but uh, I, I believe that the way we work every day in practice, you know, and the way we compete, um, I, I believe that we will have a chance. But you, you can't skip the process. There's a process. That's why we play the regular season. And during the regular season, you go through moments to figure out if you do have that championship DNA. You know, you never know. You never know who you truly are until you go through adversity. And so it's really it's really early in the season right now. You know, but, you know, the more games we play, especially tough games like against Nipsey, you know, the more games we play like that, you know, we'll be able to have a better understanding of who we truly are. And, and what we truly can do. You're you're from uh, Dayton, Ohio, and you went to Cleveland State, and then you were drafted to the Miami Heat and played there uh, three years together with LeBron James, and 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 won two titles with him. Uh, and then he was also there for you um, at the retirement ceremony at Cleveland State when they when they put your number in the banners. Um, maybe. What's your relationship with LeBron, and and what's it like playing with him, and and what what have you learned over the years, back in those years of playing with him, that's helped you along the way? Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool for him to come to my um, Jersey retirement ceremony. That was really cool. I appreciate him for coming. Um, you know, I learned a lot playing. I learned a lot from him, and not only just him, but you know that whole team. You know, playing for the Heat, all those veterans. You know, I learned how to how to perform at the highest level. You know, every it seemed like every game was a pressure game, <laughs> and then um, I learned how to, you know, take care take care of my body over a 82 game season, plus the playoffs. You know, I learned how to, you know, manage keeping my strength and conditioning up, you know, throughout the season. You know, learn how to be professional off the off the court as well. You know, how to how to carry myself. You know, off the court, you know, how to handle, you know, different situations. So, you know, I definitely learned a lot, you know, having him as a teammate. You're you're in Italy now, uh, obviously a country that's known for its cuisine. And, and um, maybe just talk about your transition, how you like the food there, the weather, language, how things are going there in, in uh, La Italia. Oh, man, the food, you know, it's, it's very filling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that pasta... That pasta definitely will fill you up. I've, I've eaten a lot of different pasta since I've been here. A lot, a lot of pasta. Um, and the, the pizza, you know, especially in Naples, which is what it's known for, uh, which is really close to Avellino, you know, it's, it's really good. So I'm definitely eating good, you know, for sure. I, I definitely won't come home hungry. <laughs> um, the, you know, the people here have been very warm and welcoming to me, very hospitable. So, uh, is making my transition here, you know, very, very easy. Cool. Yeah, and you've got a, a pretty big birthday coming up on Saturday, turning 30 years old. So first of all, happy birthday. And then you got any any big birthday plans for the weekend? Maybe going to go go drop 35 again for your birthday? Uh, we want to get that win. I want to get that win for my birthday. <laughs> and I would like to, I would, of course, I would like to play well. Um, I would like to play well, too, but I definitely want to get the win. Um you know, thirty is thirty is a milestone. I don't, you know, I don't really feel thirty. Um, it kind of snuck up on me. It feels weird. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm gonna be thirty. <laughs> <And> I'm <laughs> yeah, losing, I feel I'm you. Losing the two. I'm, I'm I'm losing the two behind my name, so I guess I'm getting older. You know, normally you know you feel invincible when you have the two behind your name. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty seven. You get that three behind your name. You know you're getting old. You get wiser. <laughs> you get wiser. <laughs> but nah, nah, nah. I mean, I, I'm in great shape, great condition. I don't feel old at all, older at all. I'm in, no, I'm in the prime of my career. So you know, turning thirty, I'm blessed to be able to make it this far. Um, and I'm looking forward to having more great years. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna and try to enjoy my birthday after we get that after we get a win. You know, if we get a win, that'd be a that'd be a good enough birthday present for me. It's definitely a joy having you uh, in the Basketball Champions League, and we look forward to watching you and Evelina all season. Norris, uh, Norris Cole, week, uh, round one MVP. Thanks for uh, taking uh, some of your time, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Norris. All right, so that was Norris Cole from Avellino. Thanks again to Norris for his time. Uh, Dave, I thought Norris said a lot of really interesting things there, uh, one of which was that he used to play in the Horizon League against Kendrick Perry. Uh, so these guys had some duels in college before this one on Tuesday. Uh, what, what did you find when you kind of looked into the, into the vault there? Uh, yeah, it was the it was the senior season uh, for Norris Cole, 2010-2011. Cole at Cleveland State and Perry at Youngstown State was a freshman. Um, and in their first game, um, Cole had 21 points, seven, uh, seven rebounds, seven assists, and four steals. And Perry off the bench had six, had six points, two rebounds, and, and one assist. And then the second game, uh, Perry had eight points, uh, one rebound, seven assists, and two steals. And Cole went off four, ready for this, 41 points, 20 rebounds, nine, <laughs> nine assists, and three steals. So um, wow. <laughs> definitely – uh, definitely a, uh, a a memorable performance for Cole against Perry and Perry. You know, for for some people who don't who might not know Perry, um, you know, I you know some people this might be the coming out game for him. You know, uh, an interesting guy. You know, after going undrafted, you know, went to to Sydney to to Australia to to play there, finished that season in the D League, went to Hungary, um, and then Macedonia won the Macedonia Cup and then came back to Hungary last year. Um, and played both of those Hungary seasons in the uh, FIBA Europe Cup as well and, and won the Hungarian Championship last year um, on a similar shot. You go to the help side, uh, help side column from Igor Sikrovic uh, of the Basketball Champions League who runs the, the live blog and, and has a video, a tweet of, of, of the game-winning shot, which looked pretty, pretty similar to, to, the, to, to the one that forced double overtime. Um, and then, uh, if if you happen to see Perry at all anywhere, um, you know, feel free to 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 call him the Emperor. It was uh, back in uh, 2014, his his senior year. Um, one of the college college basketball uh, TV analysts, Tim Boyle, uh, coined him the Emperor Penguin. The Penguins being the the um, the mascot for Youngstown State, and uh, he kind of he kind of went with it. So, you know, uh, embraced it. And uh, even CollegeInsider.com did a little video of um, Emperor Penguins, you know, you know, go, you know, with real penguins and and flashing in highlights of of Kendrick Perry, Kendrick Perry with very very short hair. So um, also also worth a check out of that. So and and one more one more note on this um, because uh, actually back in January of 2014, the Youngstown coach um, called. 
uh, Gary Waters quoted said, uh, called Perry a great player, adding he's the best in the Horizon League. Waters even went so as far as to call Perry, quote, a Norris Cole kind of, of caliber uh, in reference to um, Norris Cole. So an interesting, this uh, this Norris Cole and uh, Kendrick Perry um, uh, connection. So a great game. Again, like I said, you know, feel free to go check it out because it was exciting to go back and forth. And really, Perry was was that Nisney team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go check that out if you haven't seen that game yet. It's on livebasketball.tv. I think it will also be up on YouTube uh, here in a few days. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, I had no idea. It's really cool to see that kind of come full circle with Norris Cole, Kendrick Perry, these guys dueling in the Horizon League uh, seven, eight years later, now in the Basketball Champions League doing the same thing. Uh, and and yeah, I think Igor wrote that Kendrick uh, Perry ranked third on his list of Kendricks at the moment behind Kendrick Lamar, the rapper, and Kendrick Ray, the basketball player. But uh, maybe after learning about the Emperor Penguin nickname, he might need to move him up a spot or two. Looking elsewhere in Group A, Bonvit versus Ludwigsburg. This was, without a doubt, one of the strangest games I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, basically, Ludwigsburg jumped on Bonvit early. They jumped out to a 30-8 to lead. Uh, they led by as many as 24 in the first half, and then they immediately blew that lead. Uh, Banvit outscored Ludwigsburg 30 to nine in the second quarter to kind of even things up. And then, uh, they outscored them by eight in the third and six in the fourth. So Banvit, they were trailing by 24 in the first half. They ended up winning by 13 points. Uh, Dave, did you, did you see this game? And what were some of your thoughts on this one? I don't think I've ever seen a game where a team went up by 24 points and then immediately lost a 24 point lead and actually trailed in this, in the first half. Yeah. I don't, immediately. Think I don't, I've never seen that. And, and so, um, when you look, <laughs> you watch the first half and then, you know, there's, there's that amazing turnaround and the second half, you know, it almost lost the flair. You know, it almost, well, no, 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 it didn't live up to it almost, you know, um, it was, it was, it was, it was a back and forth game and, you know, uh, Bandit kind of eventually took over. Um, but, you know, living up to that drama, because, because that whole first half, you're like, well, wow, you know, you know, Ludwigsburg's a fantastic, you know, they made seven to nine three pointers to take that lead. So, um, there was a reason why they, they jumped out ahead and, and, and there were all those turnovers from Bandit, um, who, who lost a horrible game in the Turkish league. Um, against sort of a mid-level team as well, and and so, um, uh, but then you know, so and then to say, okay, well, it's only you know, you had Jeff Taylor on the call saying, oh, you know, it's only it's only fifteen, and then you're like, man, it's only ten, it's and and so there's like they're not gonna lose this lead, you know, already are they? And then and then they lost it, and and the second half, um, you know, you saw some 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 you know. So, some really solid performances. You know, this is a team that you know, you know, we're chatting back and forth a little bit, and I, and I thought, you know, I don't know about this Benvit team, and um, I still don't know about it, which is, I think, what one of the games that I'm looking forward to next week. Um, I still don't know about this team. This is very different from last year. It's also a different coach and everything like that. And so I, I don't know which of this team is the team that lost, you know, that fell fell behind by 24, or if it's a team that you know made that that huge comeback right away. So, um, but. Yeah, it, it was it was a uh, it was a it was a strong performance by Banvit to to come back and really say you know this game you know basketball is such a long game and and just you know be patient come back and then you know to have 
some of those guys come through. Uh, you know, Jordan Morgan was fantastic. Uh, Thornton did a good job running the show. Alex Perez, you know, it, it's it's a team that that uh, I think Banvit Banvit uh, fans are gonna. Um, I think you're going to have their ups and downs, um, and I think it's going to rely heavily on on what some of their their Turkish players Turkish players uh, end up being able to do. So, uh, interesting season ahead for sure for for Banvit. What did what was your take on it? Yeah, well, like you said with Banvit, I didn't think uh, initially. I was kind of looking up and down the roster, and I was like, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a Banvit team that we're used to seeing. Not as much talent here as they've had in the past. Uh, and then Ludwigsburg jumped out uh, to that massive lead, and I was kind of, I you know, shout out to Jeff Taylor. Like I thought he was being a little too optimistic about their comeback chances in the first half. I was like, they're down twenty four, man. Like they're not they're not making it back, but. Credit to Banvik. Uh, Jordan Morgan was phenomenal. Like you said, he finished with 27 points and eight rebounds. Banvik absolutely dominated in the paint. They had 56 points in the paint. Um, I thought Ismail Ulusoy had some great energy in the comeback. One of those Turkish guys who was just really, uh, just hustling, scrapping, just getting 50 50 balls, uh, just kind of making things happen and, and letting, uh, you know, Banvik put Morgan in a position to kind of carry them offensively. For Ludwigsburg, this is obviously a really frustrating loss and uh and it, it's a it's an unsettling trend if you're John Patrick the the head coach of MHP Reason Ludwigsburg who we had on the show last week and you know he was talking about the roster turnover only returning two players from last year's final four team so he was saying you know he wasn't totally sure what he has here but i believe they blew a big lead in the german league over the weekend i was just going to say so you know they were up by 16 points late in the third quarter of the german cup um, it was at at Göttingen, and uh, who actually is the former club for, for from John Patrick, but that was a while ago. Um, it was up by sixteen after you know, late in the third quarter, and they lost that third fourth quarter thirty to ten. Um, so and I think it was only seventy seventy two points, if not my seventy two sixty seven or somewhere around there. So I'm pretty sure the seventy two. So you gave up forty two points after three quarters, and then thirty in the fourth. You know, you look at that game, and then immediately the next game is is blowing a twenty four point lead in eleven minutes. You know, it's like um, he won Coach of the Year last year, and he's gonna have to work, have plenty to do to to win Coach of the Year again on this one. For sure, yeah, just too many turnovers for Ludwigsburg. Nineteen in this game. Uh, point guard Jordan Crawford had six of those. He's got to do a lot better job taking care of the ball. Uh, he did have nine assists, so he was he was contributing in some way. Um, but yeah, just a little bit too careless. Too many lazy passes that that got picked off. Uh, looking at, at Ludwigsburg, uh, Keelan Martin had an incredibly strong start to the game. He was absolutely on fire. Thirteen points in his first eight minutes on the court. Made all three of his three point attempts during that stretch. Uh, he was just cooking. But then after that, he went ice cold. He missed his next twelve shots. Uh, he ended up getting a couple buckets at the end to finish with seventeen points. But I thought uh, Martin was kind of exemplary of this Ludwigsburg team as a whole, where you know they started fast, they showed some really impressive potential when the shots were going in. Uh, you know they they looked really really solid. But once they came back down to earth a little bit, some of the shots stopped falling they started to get a little too careless uh i thought maybe a little over aggressive on defense at times i know i know they want to play that uh high pressure full court defensive style but um 
you know, it seemed it seemed like that was maybe giving up too many easy buckets. So a tough win for Ludwigsburg, and yeah, I'm interested to see how John Patrick and this group uh, try to come back next week and improve. Yeah, I think they're closer to the 24 point lead than than blowing that. I think so too. Yeah, some somewhere in the middle there. You know, uh, neither of these teams were as good or as bad as they looked at, at various points in that first half. I agree. All right, moving on. Uh, Morcia Leman. So Morcia, who came up through the qualification rounds, they uh, ended up taking down the French champions Leman, seventy four to sixty two. And uh, Dave, you uh, got something about Leman over there? Um, yeah, this this is a game. I you know it's it's hard for for us to to watch all of these games, and you know I, you really you have to tip your hat to 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 Mercia to you know taking care of business on on uh, at home again this is a, this is going to be a uh, a really tough group and um just just a note on on Lamont, I, I noticed that they have a they have the um a a movie of their championship last year uh it's going to be broadcast live on Facebook on their Facebook page uh, and then it'll come up on their their YouTube page. It's going to be in French. I don't understand French, but uh, it will be in French for those who are interested in it. And it's Coronement en Principauté, uh, so coronation in the principality. Um, and uh, it's a look back at their championship year last year. Uh, it was the first championship for Le Mans, uh, the French championship since uh, 2006. Um, so there was a little snip of it, a, pre- a trailer of it, and you saw highlights, you saw coaching interviews and player interviews. So I'm sure it's going to probably be pretty exciting, especially for Le Mans fans, but also for fans of, of maybe French basketball. And, and, um, again, it's going to be in French. So unless you, uh, unless you speak French, uh, it might be a little bit, um, might be a little bit challenging, but if you want to practice your French, then that might be a good way to do it. Yeah, maybe get some closed captioning on there. Uh, so for Morcia, balanced scoring effort in this game. Ovi Soko had 10 points. Emmanuel Kate had 10 points and 7 rebounds. Uh, young Romanian center. He's a, an exciting young up-and-coming player. Milton Doyle, one of their big new additions. Uh, he was on a two-way contract uh, in the NBA last season. Coming over to Morcia, uh, he looks like he's going to be a player. He had 14 points, five rebounds, four assists, and only 21 minutes for Morcia. And of course, uh, like I said, they pull out the 12-point win at home against the French champions. And the final game in Group A, uh, Anvil beating Vince Bills 99 to 78. It looked like it was a, a pretty awesome environment there, uh, for the game. Dave, did you, uh, happen to see any of this one? Uh, I did not, uh, this wasn't, uh, wasn't up there. You know, Anvil, again, I don't want to keep saying the same thing, but, you know, getting, getting a, a road victory also against, uh, against Vince Bills, which will probably be, one of the teams lower in the ranking, nothing, nothing against uh, Ventspils, but you know, definitely getting a, a road victory against a team that they definitely want to put behind them um, is definitely, definitely important. And also, you know, getting a, a you know twenty-one point victory as well. Um, you never know with uh, point differential in these groups, so anytime you can you can get a big victory like that, uh, it's always important. Out to McFadden. Had a tough shot, steps back, and just how did he get that one to drop?
All right, moving on to Group B. Not as many close games here, but maybe the most impressive individual performance by a championship contending team with Tenerife taking down Bonn 87-68 in Spain. This was a very comfortable win for Tenerife. They jumped out to a big lead in the first quarter. They were up 29-13 to after that, and they never really looked back from there. Uh, Thaddeus McFadden had 13 points, Javi Bayron had 10, Tim, Tim Abromitis had 10, Sebastian Saiz, Farron Bassis, Colton Iverson, like th- this team is just absolutely loaded, uh, and, and they looked great, uh, with head coach Tuz Vidoretta back at the helm after winning the 2017 BCL championship in Tenerife. Uh, Dave, what, what do you think about Tenerife? These guys look like clear-cut championship contenders at this point. Yeah, you know... Just the fact that they, you know, jumped out ahead, you know, I'm sure you always hear that uh, teams sometimes struggle uh, going to the Canary Islands, you know, just being such a long trip, you know, off the coast of Africa. Um, you know, Bond's been on the road uh, already a couple games this season. They they played it. They played over the weekend at home. Uh, but just, you know, again, that, that long trip uh, down uh, and, you know, to 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 stamp your authority on the game in the first quarter like that, and then just to have you know six guys scoring double figures, uh, you know everybody you know they were moving the ball, um, twenty eight assists um, to um, you know that just showed that that they were working well as a team. Uh, 65 percent uh, uh, field goal percentage. Um, almost almost better than their than their free throw percentage, you know. It just they showed. Look, hey, message uh, out there, guys. You know, we want to uh, compete for this championship, and uh, you know, looking at this performance. There's no reason why they shouldn't be among the contenders. Yeah, absolutely. Very impressive win for Tenerife. Uh, moving on within this group, uh, Ryer Venezia took down Pauk 69-59 in a matchup of uh, two teams that have had success in this competition in the past. This was a pretty ugly game overall. Uh, it was a low-scoring affair, obviously. Mitchell Watt was the big name for Venezia. He kind of saved them. He had 25 points in only 20 minutes. He got to the free-throw line just repeatedly, and he made 13 of 14 when he was there. He did a great job just cutting to the basket, uh, getting easy buckets around the rim, uh, kind of opening some things up for for these Venezia uh, perimeter players like Marquez Haynes, Austin Day, uh, Andrea De, De Nicolau had a, a really nice game, 11 points, 5 assists, hit some big shots. So a good win for Venezia, uh, but maybe maybe not the prettiest game. I don't know if uh, if I would go back and rewatch this one. Did, did you catch any of this one, Dave? Just, I mean, 21 turnovers, you know, you're not going to win a game uh, with 21 turnovers unless you shoot, you know, whatever, you know, 60% and they shot 39%. So not really many chances. You have to be happy if you're, uh, if you're a Venezia fan, just, uh, you know, saying, you know, clamp, clamp down on defense. And, and uh, again, yeah, Watt was, you know, was, was pretty, pretty tough, you know, 25 and in, in less than 20 minutes, you know, you have to tip your hat to, uh, to, to him on that one. 
For sure, and that, that's a pretty dangerous Venezia team overall. Gaspar Vidmar had a really quiet game. Uh, he went scoreless, but he just signed there a couple weeks ago. So I think once he has a little more time to kind of integrate with the team, uh, get more comfortable, that center rotation with him and Wa is going to be really dangerous. So, you know, th- this Venezia team, they got the win. They won by 10 points. They'll be happy about that, but they also have a ton of room to improve. So I, th- I think this could be a really dangerous team, uh, you know, in the next couple months once Vidmar gets integrated a little bit more there. Looking elsewhere, uh, Opova with a big win, taking down Nanterre 74-67 at home. The all-check team in the competition uh, coming away with the win. Uh, Dave, I know you're pretty excited about this one. <laughs> I'm just excited about the team, uh, you know, and I hope, uh, you know, I hope this team does 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 some things because just the fact that they're an all-check lineup, uh, you know, might show other clubs, hey, you know, we can, uh, you know, it's possible to do to do something, you know, even internationally um to have an all check and 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 a local too um it, it, yeah i'm I, this is a team that that um we'll see how silently or not silently i'm i'm rooting for them but uh you know i happy happy for them to to come to to the cha- to the champions basketball champions league and getting a victory to start off their campaign for sure and closing out group b this was a game dave that you picked as a potential upset alert uh, you thought Freiburg, the Swiss champions, might be able to uh, pull out a win against Halone on the road in Israel. That was not the case. Halone hit 17 three-pointers, Dave. 17 out of 34. They shot 50% from the line. Uh, Khalif Wyatt led the way for them with 21 points, 11 assists. Uh, Dave, any uh, any regrets here? No, I, I that was a totally legitimate <laughs> um, call. Um, and don't forget, don't forget. I don't know how many of those 17. It would be interesting to go back and find out. I don't know how many of those 17 came in the second half. Uh, Freeburg were Freeburg were leading by three points at halftime. Just just to let you know. Um, they were leading at halftime and and I was feeling cautiously good. Um, it's anytime you make a little of a, you know, little surprise call, you're you know you're always kind of hoping that it actually comes through, but yeah, the better team won. Uh, again, it would be, it would be interesting. I didn't have the time to go back. Um, and if you if you find if you can you know let us know, feel free to you know contact us uh, on on Twitter or on uh, uh, Facebook or any or any of the outlets. Um, find out how many of those were in the second half. Um, and yeah, anytime you give up seventeen three pointers, you know. Um, but the better team won, and but it's also a learning experience. Uh, you know, on the road. Popovich off a couple of screens. Cruz into the backcourt, fires it high for the win! Paco Cruz on the buzzer! Shocks Bamberg and Fuenlabrada win this one! All right, Avelino Nizhny was a great game, but Group C might have had an even better one with Fuenlabrada taking down Bamberg 89-88 on the road in Germany. Bamberg led this game by eight points with, I think, about 45 seconds left. And then there was an absolutely insane comeback. Uh, Fuenlabrada ended up being down three points. Francisco Cruz was at the free throw line. He made the first free throw. Missed the second on purpose. The rebound went off of a Bomberg player. So Fuenlabrada got the ball out of bounds with just a couple seconds left. They threw it in. Cruz absolutely buried this prayer of a three-pointer over Tyrese Rice to give Bomberg or to give Fuenlabrada, excuse me, the one-point win. Uh, Dave, what did you think about this game and and Bomberg kind of blowing it down the stretch? I didn't watch this game live. Um, I I knew there was a buzzer beater. 
and I knew that Fuenlabrada won. I was watching this game, and like you said, it was 49 seconds left, and it was an eight-point game. And I thought, I was still thinking to myself, how does Bomberg lose this game? <laughs> I couldn't figure it out, you know? They were hitting big shots, you know, Rice hit three threes uh, in the, um, you know, in the fourth quarter. Uh, um, there was another big three. I can't lose I can't remember right now off the top of my head who, who, who hit another three late. I think that was then to, for the eight point lead. Uh, but you know, I guess, you know, 49, uh, you know, 49 seconds down by eight. We've seen stranger things in basketball. Um, so I guess we have to put this one in there. You know, you got to make your free throws, you know, rice missed two of those, you know, he had, um, he went 11 of 13, missing those two were pretty big. You had the, you know, the really totally unnecessary foul by Heckman on the, on the drive by, uh, Paco Cruz. You had the, the lucky bounce three from Mayinga. Um, yeah, and and then the prayer. You know, I, I living here in Germany and living not far from Bumber. I went. I've gone to a lot of Bumber games, um, Euroleague, every uh, in other competitions, and um, you've you've seen so many games lost in the last second. Um, and actually, Popovich was one of the 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 players who killed uh, killed their dreams, hitting three free throws with zero time on the with zero seconds on the clock. Uh, down by two to win the game. I think it was he was with Chagiris and you know all of these heartbreaking losses against Seska Moscow against all these teams, um, and and now you have to add uh, Fuenlabrada to it. Really, it, it you just don't you did you, you were watching it and again if you knew it I can't imagine how it was live um, but uh, can you imagine how it live uh, you know in in Bumberg but watching it on replay you still were trying to figure out how they were going to do it and I mean what do you, what can you say about Paco Cruz I mean first. You know, um, you know, getting that shot off, uh, and 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 that you know is such a you know high shot. A good a good day for Mexican national team point guards. You know, if you look at uh, uh, Alex Perez uh, with Bandit having the big game against Ludwigsburg against against German team. So I guess uh, Mexico had it out for Germany um, on this uh, round of games. Yeah, yeah. Paco Cruz was incredible. He finished with 22 points, six assists, four rebounds. Uh, he had a, a clutch and one in the kind of the final minute. I, you mentioned that foul, uh, the Heckman foul. Yeah. Yeah. So Cruz got an and one there and then uh, made the first free throw, which, you know, there's a ton of pressure in that situation. And then to miss the second free throw as perfectly as he did, I think it just barely grazed the rim, maybe hit the backboard, uh, deflected off of a Bomberg player. Like that was, that in itself was a very skillful play. And then he follows it up with the teardrop three pointer. Uh, so yeah, that was incredible. Heartbreaking, heartbreaking loss for Bomberg. Like you said, uh, new competition, but same results there. Uh, at least on the positive side for Bomberg, Tyrese Rice looked absolutely incredible. Uh, 33 points, eight assists. As you said, very efficient shooting numbers. He had three of three threes in the fourth quarter. Uh, but yeah, just two missed free throws in, in the final minute. Like that'll, that'll kill you. You gotta, you gotta hit your free throws. Um, so that's, that's a bummer for Bomberg, but they looked really good overall. I think this is, uh, this was a game where both of these teams, uh, look like, you know, teams that could go really deep in this competition, whether that's the quarterfinals, whether that's the final four, uh, we'll see. But both of these teams loaded with talent, lots of fun players. Uh, Fuenlabrada were so much fun to watch. Uh, Cruz, 
Popovich, Tomas Beas, like these these guys are uh they're just a blast to watch. Fuenlabrada, they led all teams with 29 fast break points this week, so you got the, got to see them kind of get out and run and play their game. On 12 turnovers only for for Bumberg. So that's that's you know. Right. So they they're running off of misses. Off misses. And uh Dave, are you ready for this? This is the most cruel stat of the week. <laughs> Great. Bomberg led all teams this week in free throw percentage at 85.2%. 23 Tyrese of 27. Rice, Tyrese Rice was perfect at the line until he missed those two in the final seconds to leave the door open for Fuenlabrada. So brutal, brutal loss for Bomberg as they dropped to 0-1 in the group. Bomberg weren't the only team in Group C to be upset at home. Ike Athens, the defending champions, lost to Hapoel Jerusalem 79-75. Hapoel uh, really took this game over after halftime. They started the third quarter on a 21-3 run. They outscored Ike 27-13 in the third quarter and then were able to hold on from there. Really stepped up their defense, forced a lot of turnovers. Uh, Dave, what what did you think about this Jerusalem team? They were pretty fun, huh? Yeah, I I was impressed with this team. Um, you know, the the guys that they've put together, uh lots of experience and um lots of talent, you know, guys that that uh you know so, someone I didn't know was uh, Jacoban Brown. Uh he had a fantastic game with 21 and 21 points and uh, eight assists was fantastic. That defense in the third quarter, at the beginning of the third quarter really took over the game and you know, this was another game that I watched on replay. Yeah, and uh, and and I knew the result, and um, and with like about I don't know, it was maybe a minute or so. Um, I think they were up by. Uh, I I don't remember off the top of my head what it was, but and then this was another game. Like, well, how did this game get that close? Um, you know, some some really kind of boneheaded plays at the end. Uh, by by Hapoel uh, almost gave it away. Um, actually I watched this game after the, the bumper and I'm like, Oh no, this, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, loads, loads of, 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 of reasons to like this team. Um, I love what, uh, Eliyahu did in that third and fourth quarter. You know, he's not a guy who's going to be able to play, you know, 25 minutes, but you look at the 18 minutes, he only scored four points, but you know, four rebounds, three assists. Uh, leadership plays, you know, and that's what you would expect from a guy like that. And Blatt looked great. He had a couple of fantastic, uh, alley oops to, to, to Joss Owens. Um, you know, Owens, uh, double double with 10 and 10 and 10. Uh, again, you know, like I said, with, with, uh, Jacobin Brown, um, you know, Feldine, Chris Johnson, you know, this is a, this is a good team. This is a very good team. And, uh, and, and to get a road victory again, and I, I don't want to, you know, you know, you know, beat it, beat the drums and, you know, you know, road victories are important, but, you know, to go in and, and get a victory like this, uh, at, at, in Greece, which is always tough to, to play in. And, uh, so yeah, I, I really like this. Um, I really, I really like this team, this Hoppo team. And I, you know, I had some questions about this, this Ike team, you know, they're going to have some things to, 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 to answer. Uh, I know Tyler Robinson didn't play, but, uh, Robertson didn't play, but, you know, there's still some questions, Mark, for them. For sure. Also, Howard St. Ruse missed this game for Ike. Uh, they definitely could have used him. Uh, Jerusalem, only seven turnovers in this game. Fantastic job taking care of the ball. Uh, and yeah, Ike in the future, they're going to have to do a better job of creating some havoc on defense, forcing some turnovers. That'll come with St. Ruse. I mean, he's, exactly. he's, he's an amazing yeah. defender, so... 
For sure. Uh, but yeah, this Jerusalem team is a lot of fun. I was also really, really impressed with Jacobin Brown. Uh, of course, the offensive numbers are great, but I thought defensively he was amazing. Uh, he was playing some great post defense against bigger guys. He's, he's a really stout defender, so you can switch him on some big guys, put him in the post. He was jumping passing lanes, getting steals, making smart passes. I, I, I thought Brown was fantastic. Blatt, as you said, was really good. And when I look at this team, there's a lot of guys who I think can create shots and there's a lot of athleticism. And, uh, you know, when you have those two things and then you go out and take care of the ball the way they did, uh, the, you know, this is, this team's going to win a lot of games. They're going to be really dangerous throughout the season. Elsewhere in Group C, another overtime win as Antwerp took down Lit Cabela's 91 to 87 on the road. Huge win there. Uh, young Lithuanian point guard Paulius Valinskis in the loss had 21 points and six assists. So even though Lit Cabela's took the L, uh, keep an eye out for Valinskis. Really exciting young player coming up. And the last game in this group, Dijon beat Nymburk 74 to 63. Dave, what what you got from this game? Uh, you know. I, I think this is something that Igor also mentioned in uh, in his his column help side. Um, but you know, you look at the 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 point guards that really played huge roles. You know, Cole and and, and Perry, and there's another one, David 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 Holston. You know, the 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 came off the bench and uh, scored ten of his sixteen points in the final five minutes, and it was a uh, a fifteen zero run. They were down. Uh, they were down by. Uh, I think it was. Uh, they were down by five at home, and then went on a 15-0 run. I think it was a 22 run in total to uh, to take control of this game. So obviously, with David Holston, uh, you know, playing a key role in that, you know, and you gotta love Holston. You know, um, I don't know what he is five seven five eight somewhere around there, if that. And then, uh, but you know, watched him. Uh, a few years here in Germany when he was playing for Artland. So you know, any any team. With him, you know, I'm going to cheer for, for them. Sacrapani said, get it across midcourt. Don't get an eight-second violation. Now Punter puts it up again. Oh, he's feeling it, folks. <laughs> and this Virtus team was not at the races uh, for three quarters, but boy, did they come out strong in the fourth. All right, in the last group, another overtime game. The old empire is back as Virtus Bologna took down Neptunus Klaipeda 83-79 in Italy. Uh, Bologna, one of the most storied clubs in the history of European basketball. It's great to have them in the BCL this season. Uh, that arena looked like it was rocking. The fans were out in full force, singing, chanting, waving the flags around. So great environment there in Italy. On the court, Kevin Punter was the star. Finished with 27 points. Uh, he played 37 of the 45 minutes. Uh, just clutch buckets in overtime. Kind of helped Bologna seal this one late. Uh, outside of punter, David Cornu had a really good game. He had 11 points. Some crucial three-pointers late in the game. Uh, Kelvin Martin chipped in eight points, nine rebounds. Amatham Bai had nine points. And then uh, Dejan Kravich did a really good job of, of protecting the rim for Bologna. Yeah, ten points. He had three blocks, um, and and Bologna had ten blocks on the game, and that actually tied a BCL single game record. Um, so yeah, just a, a, an impressive, an impressive group of uh, of players, and and uh, you know, it, like you said, um, you know the the old empire, and and it, it is cool to see them in this competition, and with a guy like Punter there, you know, after playing such a key role last year. Uh, in in Ike winning the title, um, you know it's 
this is another team that uh, you know can 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 challenge. So um, an important an important victory at home, uh, getting it uh, and with the comeback. You know they came back and uh, to 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 tie the game and uh, and then took care of business in OT. Yeah, in the loss, big game for Jirai Grant for Neptunus. Uh, nobody could stop him around the rim. Uh, if they were switching smaller players onto him, he was just punishing those mismatches. He did a great job of getting to the offensive glass and creating sep- second chance opportunities. Uh, something I didn't realize about Grant, uh, who's been with Neptunus before, he's actually the son of Harvey Grant, a uh, longtime NBA player. Uh, his uncle is Horace Grant, who won some championships with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And his brothers, Jeremy and Jerrion, are in the NBA right now. So the Grant family, full of basketball players. Uh, maybe not a surprise that, uh, that Grant was out there dominating this game. Also on Neptunus, Kyle Weaver uh, had a pretty solid game. 12 points, 6 assists, but his emotions may have gotten the better of him. He picked up a costly technical foul late in the fourth quarter. And then uh, he also started trash-talking Kevin Punter in uh, in overtime, and that maybe wasn't a great idea, because right after he was uh, trash-talking Punter, who was the BCL leading scorer last season, hit a bunch of clutch shots, uh, had 16 points in both final four games. Maybe not the guy you want to talk trash to. Uh, so Weaver kind of got in his face. Punter responded with uh, consecutive long-range jump shots in overtime. Uh, so I think he kind of got the best of that battle there. And then Neptunus, only nine turnovers on the game, but a few of those came in overtime. Um, you know, if Punter, if Corno, if these guys on, on Bologna are hitting tough shots with hands in your face, there's only so much you can do about that. Uh, but you can't be careless with the ball in overtime. And also, they only made 16 out of 27 free throws, 59% uh, on that. So those little things make a big difference, uh, especially when you're on the road in a hostile environment like Bologna. Another high-profile game in Group D, Bayroy and Besiktas. Uh, Besiktas ended up winning this one on the road, uh, 78-70. to Robin Benzing, the German international, making his return to Germany and dropping 20 points on Bayroy. Uh, that earned him a spot on the team of the week. Uh, Dave, what did you think about Benzing's rep- performance back in Germany? I think there was a little bit of, you know, coming back home, uh, a little bit in there as well. Uh, I don't know if his family was was there, um, but uh, I know has a has a young has a young uh, um, I think a young daughter, and you know I'm, I'm sure there was some some good feelings about being back back home in, in Germany, and had and he had uh, loved ones around him. This is a team Besiktas that that really has a low court presence. You know, you look at uh, even even Buva. Uh, you know, he was, he was able to dominate in the post, you know, even got out, uh, got on the run a little bit, uh, uh, hit, hit a three as well. Uh, you know, Joel Alexander's there and Benzing is, you know, four who can, you know, drop down for, for, you know, against fives that, you know, maybe, you know, aren't as big. Um, so, you know, Phil Pressey, uh, is a, is a high caliber point guard as well. So, you know, Sipahi is a guy I've always uh, enjoyed watching. Um, always a guy kind of, you know, wishing he would, you know, actually go and score more. Um, you know, uh, Mutov came off the bench and, and hit some big threes. Uh, so Besiktas, you know, again, road victory is important. And, uh, you know, uh, not, not uh, probably not the way that uh, Bayreuth wanted to, uh, to start their, their campaign. Um, but again, you know, Byron's a team that, that is going to do, 
uh, some good things in this tournament as well. So um, a good, it was a, it was a good game. I think for a learning game for both teams as well to show, to see what they have. And, uh, and so, yeah, congrats to, to Besiktas and getting the road win. All right. Elsewhere in this group, Prometheus, they also got a road win taking down Ustende 93-84 on the road. And uh, I think they, they got a 13-year-old in there. How old is this kid, Dave? <laughs> uh, he's all of 15. Leftoras Mansukas. Uh, actually saw him a couple times over the course of this year uh, while he was still 14. And he actually played... Uh, I love Prometheus for doing this. Um, he played in May and actually played, I think it was 31 minutes against Olympiacos um, at the, in the Greek league, scored 12 points, I think three rebounds, you know, playing against guys like uh, um, uh, Spanoulis and, and the likes there. Um, so just a super high talent, um, a guy that um, was really composed for his age. And uh, you know, only played a minute and twenty-two seconds, but it's definitely a guy to to watch out uh, in the future. Uh, in July, only turned fifteen. So, uh, Leftsuras Mansukas, um, congratulations on on a on a on your first minutes in the Basketball Champions League. Uh, definitely a guy to watch. Uh, the game again, you know, road victory uh, in in this in this tough group. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really important. All right, so congratulations to him. And speaking of some exciting younger players, Petrol Olympia Ljubljana, they've got quite a few. Lucas Samanich, Yusuf Sanan, we've talked about them in the past. Unfortunately, they fell at home to Strasbourg, 71-81. to uh, Dave, what were your kind of takeaways from this game? This was a game, like I mentioned uh, last week's show, that I wanted to watch just to kind of see how these guys played. And um, Sano re- uh, really looked lost at times, um, ended up, with with two with two turnovers, uh, nine uh, nine minutes, one of four shooting, two points. Samanich, uh, one of two shooting, three rebounds, four fouls. Um, uh, saw him go back to the bench, really frustrated. Um, you know, just not used to the to the speed, um, and and probably the the craftiness of of a team like uh, Strasbourg. When you look at guys like uh, Ali Treye, um, uh, Florent Petrus, you know, these are, these are, you know, Olympics guys, you know, these guys have, you know, seen and done everything. And then you have an 18 year old guy like, like Samanich. I was pleased with, uh, how Blas Mesicic played, you know, 21 year old, uh, 16, uh, 17 points, uh, four assists, uh, four assists, two turnovers in, in 31 minutes, um, as a 21 year old, uh, so, you know, uh, he's, he's a good example for those, those kids, but you know, those, they're still kids. And, 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 uh, this was, this was, this game was out of, out of, uh, control and, uh, you know, way, you know, uh, Strasburg had a, had a really big lead, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh Olympia actually ended up making it interesting for, for a time there, you know, it was, it was, uh, as many as 19 points, uh, I think early in the third quarter they were kind of bringing it back, and I was thinking, oh man, they they're going to win this game. But you know, just the 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 veteran the veteran presence of of Trey, you know, um, ten of ten of twelve from the field, also the three point shooting of Nicolo Lang, you know, four three pointers, uh, just just too much. Um, 
you know, older crafty guys, Marty Collins, you know, just that. Uh, and, and, you know, Strasburg, you know, I have a couple of kids as well, you know, um, Ludovic Bayhurst and, and, uh, Quinton Golnay, you know, 19 and 20 years old. So, uh, it was a game that, that I think scouts, uh, and fans of basketball, youth basketball could be, you know, um, equally interested in watching as those, uh, as those guys interested in the oldies, you know, with, uh, you know, Mirza Begich at the other end. So, uh, it was, uh, it was a, it was a entertaining game. So that's it for an awesome round one of games. Looking ahead to round two, Dave, uh, we got 16 more games coming up next week, next Tuesday and Wednesday. Like I said before, all of these games can be seen on livebasketball.tv. Make sure you follow the live blog on championsleague.basketball. But Dave, looking ahead to Tuesday, which of these games are most exciting to you? You know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing which Banvid is real, <laughs> you know, after that game. Uh, Bandvit playing uh, at home again at home uh, against Le Mans. Um, so and they're on the road again. Also looking forward to seeing uh, Stras- Strasbourg uh, at home against uh, Mandy Bayreuth. I think that should be a, a pretty good matchup. And even even Fuenlabrada against Antwerp. You know that could be a a, a fun one as well. So I think a pretty good uh, a, a pretty solid bunch. Ike. You know they're going to Nimburg uh, in in uh, in Czech Republic, so uh, to see if they can you know go to Prague and 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 get a victory. I imagine they would, uh, but uh, um, yeah. So a couple of a uh, couple of entertaining games, I think. What do you got? What do you got on your on your bill for for Tuesday number one game to watch? I think for me it's Fuenlabrada Antwerp. Uh, like you were saying, um, you know both of those teams won close games, like kind of thrillers on the road. Antwerp uh, winning in overtime, Fuenlabrada with the buzzer beater to beat Bomberg. So I'm excited to see both of those two teams uh, see how they do. Looking at Wednesday, there's some good ones here. I think uh, Neptunas versus Besiktas is going to be pretty solid. Ludwigsburg, uh, similar to Banvit, we'll see which Ludwigsburg team shows up when they host Avellino. That's a game where they're going to have uh, you know, a pretty small margin for error going up against Norris Cole and, and that talented Avellino team. Uh, anything on Wednesday jump out to you besides those ones? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, with Avellino, uh, Ludwigsburg, you know, what does Cole do for an encore? Um, see what Bomberg is able to do. You know, they'll have, uh, they'll have a game over the weekend. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they'll want to show their fan, their home freak city fans that they can finish off games. Uh, they play against, uh, Dijon. So that'll be, should, you know, you would imagine that should be a home victory for them. They kind of need it now, you know, having lost a home game. And if they lose a home game again, uh, that's going to put them, you know, behind the eight ball. Um, I, I, you know, kind of interested also in Nanterre, uh, playing against Tenerifa at home against Tenerifa, uh, seeing what, uh, what the 2007, uh, what the 2017 champs are able to do, uh, in their first road game in the champ, in the basketball champions league. If they can go to, to France and, 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 uh, and do what they did against Spawn. Um, so yeah, I guess those are probably, probably the, the games most interested in, in watching. Yeah, it should be another great week of action. And remember, you can watch all of the games on livebasketball.tv and follow along with the live blog on championsleague.basketball. We got a lot of stuff going on on the site. Uh, Dave, what's on the site right now? Um, I mentioned it a couple of times, uh, Igor's help side column. Igor's a fantastic writer. I love reading his stuff, and he has so many great uh, insights and facts there. Um, There's also... 
ready for the next step with uh, uh, you know Deacon uh, Deacon Lloyd Smith talks to Sam Meyerkoff um, about the uh, about some of the guys that are up and coming uh, that you might not know. There's also the ten takeaways uh, from this past week's game, and and obviously before next week's games, there'll be what you need to know. Uh, so always uh, always uh, uh, fun stuff there. On championsleague.basketball, there's also the the BCL app. So uh, just go there and 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 follow follow the action there. Yeah, I downloaded the BCL app for round one, and it was super helpful. It was sending me notifications when games were at halftime or entering the fourth quarter. Uh, so check that out. Uh, be sure to read some stuff on the site. Follow along on social media on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram at basketballcl. This has been BCL Coast to Coast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week.